Today's question is, what is the most important thing in business? What should I be working on right now? Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jesse Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So we've been doing a lot of episodes, I think, about um, mommy stuff and trying to mix being a mom with business, which is the purpose of this podcast. But we also want to dive into the business aspect and give you guys a lot of tips and tricks about how to run your business successfully, right? So we are marketing moms. So of course, a large portion of our life is about our business. And so today we're going to focus on the most important thing in your business and what you really should be working on right now. Because I know, especially in the beginning, there's a lot of question like, oh, what should I be working on right now? Uh, I think I need a website. Oh, um, that's cool. I think I should go um, start a social media page. Oh, I think I on should. On all of them. On all of them. <laughs> on all of them. <laughs> oh, I, I think I should go find a bank of 200 other posts I can share while creating yes. 500 more of my own and, you know, all the things. But a lot of people lose sight of the most important thing. And I think a part of it is because they're scared. And that most important thing is selling. Because let's be honest, if you haven't sold a thing, you don't have a business. You can yeah. always figure out the rest later. And that goes back a little bit to our like hobby business episode where we talk about if you are making money, if you have sold a thing, you have a business. And this is kind of the inverse of that. If you have not sold your thing yet, you don't have a business yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So really, we wanted to talk about this because I actually heard, well, I was reading a book, well, listening to a book, I guess. I was on a walk, I remember. I was walking and I was listening to a book and they were talking about this guy who had a business, what, quote, like air quotes, business. <laughs> and he, I think he, he, well, it doesn't matter what he was selling, but he was selling a product, right? And he was thinking about all these things that he needed to be doing. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I have this thing, but if I make a sale, like how am I going to track it? I need to be able to track it. And so he took his time, his precious time, and he's like, I need to go computer shopping. And his uncle, who was a more experienced businessman, said, wait, what are you doing? You're going to go buy a computer? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go buy a computer. I need to track stuff. And he goes, but what are you tracking? Have you made any sales? He's like, no. He goes, then get out there and make a sale. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's zero point to having the computer, having the website, having the, the things if you have not made a sale. Especially if you have a product or an idea and maybe it's not what the market wants, 
right? So you need to get out there and prove that you can sell something. If you walk, you know, if you find someone and even if it's a digital product and they say, yes, sign me up, send me the link. You're like, okay. And then you run and go make the link, right? You can always, always, always do stuff afterwards. (laughs) Do it after you've made the sale. Now, I'm not saying you cannot do anything before, But let's just say that I know people who have six-figure businesses with no website. I've seen it. Yeah. And I mean, coming from someone who builds websites, I am always the first to tell my clients, like, your website can come later. It it can. Like, I probably shouldn't tell them that, but (laughs) it can. I have built sites for people that have been selling using Sendal. You just upload a file and they handle it for you. I have built sites for people who started out selling on Facebook Marketplace. Like The point of the website is to make selling easier or the point of the social media is to reach more people to make selling easier. But if you're not already selling something, if you don't already have something people want, then those things aren't actually going to help you very much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, if you truly believe in your business, whether it's selling something, a physical product, an information product, coaching, no matter what it is you're selling – Isn't the whole point and isn't your belief, though it should be, that you're trying to help improve someone's life in some way? That means that people buy from people. So you need to go out and make those connections and make sales. People aren't going to go to a website and be like, ah, this is a really pretty website. I'm going to buy. They're going to go there because they've already made a connection with you and they think you're really cool and you they want to buy from you and support you in your mission to help other people with X, Y, Z. And as you sell, you are going to learn how people are going to come to you. And that's different depending on the industry you're in, depending on what you're selling, and depending on what kind of person you are. Like I know other web developers that – Almost all of their business comes from running Facebook ads to their website. I know web developers that almost all of their business comes from referrals. And so how you are connecting with people and how those people are coming to you is kind of going to dictate what you need to build up to encourage that connection and where you need to focus, whether it's social media, a website, an email list, like whatever it is, like learning how people are coming to you and seeing how that develops is going to kind of dictate where you might want to focus your energy later. Yeah. And okay, so I think maybe it's time for some stories. (laughs) I want to tell you guys about the first sale I ever made. And the truth is, it was not, here's the, here's the kicker. It wasn't even a sale for money. I did it for free, but I still consider it my first sale because it was the first time that I went out, created a connection with someone. They needed help. I had the solution. We came together and we did it. And the reason I did it for free is because at that time I was just looking for experience and a testimonial. 
So I was actually a, a part of some Facebook groups and I was talking, and again, this is just as me. This is not me having a website. This is not me having some fancy business profile. This is just me, my regular profile out there in groups, making connections with people, right? And uh, it was a woman who uh, was from Spain and well, I think she was living in Great Britain and she was teaching Spanish. And as a former Spanish teacher myself, we really connected and she needed help with some technologies, some PowerPoints and things like that. So I helped her build her webinar presentation with her slides and, and all that jazz, and then helped her run her, her live webinar. I was kind of the, the helper behind the scenes at running it while she was giving the presentation. And it was a really great experience for a lot of reasons. It helped me figure out how to work with a client. It helped me figure out how long certain activities take. And it was able to bolster up my portfolio. And I was able to just learn a lot of different aspects and then get that, that final testimonial from her because she loved working with me. So even though I didn't get paid in money, I was still paid in a lot of experience and a lot of you know, the testimonial and in a lot of, a lot of other ways. So it's not always just about money when we say you need to go out and sell. Right. So I guess it's my turn. Um, so my first sale came through Upwork, which is like a whole nother episode of stuff to unpack. <laughs> so I, had made a profile on Upwork again, like Jesse, just me, no business, no website, no nothing. Um, just kind of barely understanding that there was like an online market. And the first sale I made was actually for a company that does subscription boxes, um, with like baby toys, um, in like a whole other country and they hired me to curate social media posts. So I would like look for stuff to share. I would build social media posts for them. I did the design for social media posts for them, uh, using their branding. And I remember when like the contract came through, like when we signed our little deal and I hadn't even gotten paid yet, but I remember running out to my husband and being like, somebody's going to pay me to do something online. Like somebody's going to pay me to build stuff online for them, like real money. <laughs> and <laughs> just the idea that I could do something on my computer while my kids were playing or in the few minutes of time that I had between breakfast and nap and snack and whatever, and earn money doing that while being home with my kids, while being able to be home for my husband like was mind blowing for me and it just sort of snowballed. But I mean, clearly I don't build social media posts or curate content anymore. Um, so, but making that sale, getting myself into that space, I did do social media management for a while and then shift from there, but I didn't build a website until after I made that first shift. Like I wasn't even doing social media management by the time I built my first website or started my first, even my own social media platforms. And I think that's 
important to share because a lot of times the first thing you hear from marketers is run out and get all the social media platforms, get your handle on all the social media platforms, (laughs) which is good if you already have established like this is what I want to do or be or I'm going to use my own name or whatever. But if you're just starting out, you're not really sure you have something people are going to want to buy. You're not really sure of your branding or kind of the way you want to go at it. The important thing is just to sell it. See if that's something people want. See how they respond to it. See if they would prefer this platform to this platform or this format to this. Do they want it in a video? Do they want it in a download? Is it a service? Like, where can you do that service? Is there a specific platform? Finding those things out should be the first focus that you have so that you can use it to build the rest of your business without a lot of the headaches that come with rebranding, um, renaming, <laughs> which I've done a couple times. Um, yeah. So like all of those are enough of, they take up enough brain space that it's okay to like put that off and just see, can I sell this? Are people going to buy it? What price point are they going to buy it at? Like, Where are the people that want to buy it hanging out? Yeah, that, that's a really, really good point. Just because also um, that PowerPoint activity, that, that job that I did, <laughs> <laughs> made me realize that I did not want to build PowerPoints. Yep. Right? So... It, it was a really great experience, like you said, because I was able to try different things out and hone my skills and find out where my interests were. So my first year in business, I worked off of my name. And then about a year in is when I, I finally um, landed on Via Media for my personal brand. And it got, you know, even though the, I did that, all the domains, you know, all the, the website and build all that. My handles on social media are all still Jesse M. Valle. And I don't regret that because for a whole year, people were trying to find me. But at the same time, if I ever wanted to expand the business and build up and maybe have some different faces, like, you know, my husband decides to to come in and grow the business a lot larger with me it's going to be harder for people to find us if they're searching for Jesse. So right here, look at me. I am how many years, <laughs> years into business. And I haven't even, I like, I have some of the handles, but I don't use them. And you know what? Maybe I should because here I am years into it and I have sustained a real business, but I haven't even bothered to do some of that stuff. So it just goes to show you can have a business and you can do things as long as you're selling. You don't have to worry about the little details like the social media handles and, you know, building all that up. Like I said, it it's going to be a transition. Like I remember when you transferred your business, it I could tell it was a pain in the butt, an absolute really pain in was. the butt. And it was exhausting. <laughs> I bet. But now that it's been done, like it, it's been that way for a year or two, it's, a while. Yeah, it's been maybe like even three. three. I don't even think. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while and and now I bet you're very grateful that you went through that. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And I also remember that you went out and you were very vocal about it. Like, hey, everyone, just so you know, look at my new branding. This is me yeah. now. So you let people know where to find you, which was really cool, I thought. Yeah. And that was that was the switching all of the handles over mm-hmm. and everything. And it really was a giant pain in the butt. Uh, and I, I kind of wish I had done it earlier or waited to do some of that branding and maybe started out under my own name. But yeah, and I think some of it goes back to a lot of the advice you get when you first start looking at like, how do I start a business? Like, there are a lot of places out there that will tell you, like, start with getting your social media handles, get your website, get your name out there, get start building an email list, get a logo. Oh my gosh, I've seen so many people waste weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks they could have been selling trying to get their logo perfect. And here's a hint. If you type your name, that's a logo. That's a logo. I don't even care what font. I mean, I do care. Please don't use Comic Sans. But <laughs> designer joke. Only not. Don't. Seriously, don't use that. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> but seriously, just type your name and that's a logo. Like that's the logo you can start with. Yeah, it's true. And move That on. was – I moved – one of the things that I moved from – um social media management into my transition of building websites was I went through a phase of designing logos for people because it was relatively quick um, when you're not invested in the, like when it's not your business, it's relatively quick and you can put together a few different options and it takes it off people's plates. So it was like a nice little section for me, but that like it really can be as simple as just writing your name. I made several logos that was just the person's name in an interesting font with maybe like a little icon that they could use as like a favicon or something. Um, and like, that was it. And I they mean, loved it. it, it <laughs> like it can be the same. You could, if you really want to get fancy, you can use one font for your first name, one font for your last one name, you call it good. Name. <laughs> but you know yeah. what? It, you just, just stop. Yeah. Once you sell a certain amount, chances are you're probably going to want to hire a designer to to build you a fancy mm-hmm. logo. But like yeah. we've already said, maybe you don't want to go with your name at that point. Maybe you have a business name. Maybe you have a, a niche or niche, however you want to say that, that you want to focus on. And so that drives your new business name. And can you imagine if you spent all that time and energy working on all those social media handles and logos and websites and all that stuff on your old stuff when now you have the new stuff and you would rather have used all that money, time and energy on the new stuff that's going to last you a lot longer. So just get out there and sell, 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 sell. That's all you should be focusing on in the beginning is selling. And like Angela said, there are so many ways that you can start out taking money. Like it can be as simple as, you know what, set up a PayPal account and send them a PayPal link. Yep. Boom. Done. Yeah, there are a lot of options for taking payments, especially nowadays. Um, And there are, of course, always people that are willing to help you kind of find a a secure way to take payments that's safe for you and your clients. Um, But that like that really is your only like outside of selling focus is because people have to be able to pay you yeah. <laughs> to sell stuff. Um, <laughs> but like but I said, you that, just run and grab a PayPal link the yes. moment they say yes. Grab PayPal. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you don't even have to have the PayPal yet. Just wait until they say, yeah, I'll buy that, and then send them a PayPal link. <laughs> or if you're doing something like um, an MLM in you know those home parties and things like that, you probably have a little website already set up by the company, right? Like they yeah. give you a link. So you have it handy. Yep. Just remember the number one rule of selling is to be genuine. Yes. Right? Like be genuine. Talk to people who you genuinely think you or your product or service can help them. Right? So I don't care whether you're selling a thing or whether you're selling a service. If you believe the thing you have is going to help improve someone's life, just have that real conversation about that uh, about it. And also I think people are really and I know I was totally afraid and still to this day afraid of the word no. Mhm. But I once heard that if a certain amount of people aren't saying no to you, then your your product's probably too cheap, you know, too cheap. Because <laughs> yeah, you should always have prices. some people saying no. Yeah. And I do want to say too, and I can even kind of use an example, as you are genuine in selling, that will help you find your niche and your people. Like you're going to hear a lot about niching down and finding your ideal client. And one of the things that really helps that is being genuine when you are selling. So you might be selling like the Cricut vinyl cutouts for a tumbler, and there are a lot of people that sell those. Um, but maybe as you get to selling, you go, you know what? I really like selling funny sayings or whatever, or bright colors. And the more you start making those, the more people that like those things are going to start coming to you. And the more you're going to kind of feel your way into, this is the way I like to sell. These are the things that I like to sell. And it just sort of naturally niches you down to the people that are responding to the way you enjoy selling, the way you enjoy doing your products or services. And then you're not stuck working with clients you hate because you don't want to tell anybody no, because you're scared that if you tell somebody no, they're, you're not going to have somebody else come along. Like it turns into like a cycle. So really be genuine when you're selling, sell the things you enjoy doing. And if you find something new that you enjoy doing, add that in as a product or add that in as a service and see if people want to buy it. Yeah. That really reminds me of, um, Ray Dunn. You know, like you, mm -hmm. you start to see those things and there are some Ray Dunn fanatics out there. Yes. Totally. But I was in a store the other day and I saw, you know, like the coffee cups and, and things like that. And actually someone gave one to me as a gift and, and it's just so unique. Mm -hmm. But are you telling me she's the only person that sells coffee cups out in the world? No. Right. She found her own unique way to do it and she found a tribe of people who loved buying it. And then once she had a proven concept and had followers, she has expanded. Um, I have even right here, I have some pens. Yep. I've got a notebook. Um, and there's plates yes. and little knickknacks for holidays. Exactly. <laughs> little signs. Mm -hmm. So once you have a proven product, then you can start to expand. Don't feel like you have to do all the things at once. But yep. I would say your challenge today is to go out and sell something. And just again, one thing. just one thing. And I don't even care if, if that is for free. 
because remember you would get paid in experience and knowledge and a lot of other things. Get a testimonial though. Get a testimonial though, for sure. (laughs) Get out there and sell one thing. Good luck. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.